0: This is Cosmic Dream Dream Radio. You can learn more at www.luminouswork.org. Stay tuned. Happy dark time of the year. It's another episode of Cosmic Dream Radio. It's been a while, but not because I'm lazy. I've actually released a record which I'm very proud of, and I hope you will check it out. If you go to my homepage, luminouswork.org, you will find lots of information about it and links to uh, listen on Apple Music, iTunes, I guess those are the same thing now, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, most anywhere. Actually, it is. Uh, There's also three music videos. One is a trailer for the album because the album has a narrative, and then there's like two music videos of songs. The album is called "These Fountains Rare." Here, you can search for that, and whatever you listen to music for, and probably find it. Um, I'm really proud of it. Um, it's like a radio play, tells a story about a woman who goes on a fairy tale quest. But I'm also Tired of it in the sense that it's taken up all my energy for a lot of time, and I need to refresh myself with something else. And so today, I'm not going to play you excerpts from this album, although I may do that one day. Today, we're going to go into a different place. Um, I don't know about you, but when when I need to connect to something beneath the everyday distractions of the world when I'm sort of emotionally at a place that needs more support. Some people probably go to scripture, but I have certain poets that I go to. I'm in one of the Rilka. So today I'm going to be reading from uh, the Duino Elegies, which I may not be saying right. It's D-U-I-N-O. It's named after a Castle, where a patron of Rilke's uh, allowed him to stay, and he was almost visited by this immense work. Uh, There's a whole series of elegies. I'll be reading the ninth elegy. And I will be reading from um, Stephen Mitchell's translation. This uh, collection is called um, Ahead of All Parting, Selected Poetry and Prose of Rilke. Has a lot of really wonderful notes at the end And um, as usual On the Web page for this podcast episode I'll, I'll write a short essay kind of talking About the poem in a very personal way And e- Explaining what I do understand About it Which is not everything um, And I also usually have a link To to just download the poem If you just want the reading without this introduction Um It's worth noting that even Rilke didn't fully understand his poems usually. They were sort of visited upon him and he spent a lot of time in letters and had special uh, editions of the book printed with wide margins so he could make his own notes as he slowly started understanding them in sort of the same way I guess you would understand a really powerful dream. But it is maybe useful to note that um, this poem opens... Um Echoing Ovid's metamorphosis, there's a description of uh when Apollo was pursuing the nymph Daphne, she did not want to be captured by Apollo, so she called out to her father and her father to save her, turned her into a laurel tree and when Apollo came up to her, uh, having been transformed to this beautiful tree, um when he put his hand to the to the bark, he could still still feel her heart beating. So that's where the ninth elegy begins. And I'm starting to say something else and realizing that I probably won't say it very well, so I won't, (laughs) but I probably will write, write it down. So with, with no further delay, it's a plain straight up reading of the ninth Duino elegy by Rilke, translated by Stephen Mitchell. Why, if this interval of being can be spent serenely in the form of a laurel, slightly darker than all other green, with tiny waves on the edges of every leaf, like the smile of a breeze, why then have to be human and, escaping from fate, keep longing for fate? Oh, not because happiness exists. That too hasty profit snatched from approaching loss. Not out of curiosity. Not as practice for the heart which would exist in the laurel too. But because truly being here is so much. Because everything Everything here apparently needs us This fleeting world Which in some strange way keeps calling to us Us The most fleeting of all Once for each thing Just once, no more And we too Just once and never again. But to have been this once completely, even if only once, to have been at one with the earth seems beyond undoing. And so we keep pressing on, trying to achieve it, Trying to hold it firmly in our simple hands, in our overcrowded gaze, in our speechless heart. Trying to become it. Whom can we give it to? We would hold on to it all forever. Ah, but what can we take along into that other realm? Not the art of looking, which is learned so slowly, and nothing that happened here, nothing. The sufferings, then, and above all, the heaviness, and the long experience of love, just what is wholly unsayable. But later, among the stars, what good is it? They are better as they are unsayable. For when the traveler returns from the mountain slopes into the valley, he brings not a handful of earth unsayable to others, but instead some word he has gained, some pure word, the yellow and blue gentian. Perhaps we are here in order to say House, Bridge, Fountain, Gate, Pitcher, Fruit Tree, Window, at most column, tower. But to say them, you must understand, oh, to say them more intensely than the things themselves ever dreamed of existing isn't the secret intent of this taciturn earth when it forces lovers together that inside their boundless emotion all things may shudder with joy. Threshold. What it means for two lovers to be wearing down imperceptibly the ancient threshold of their door. They too, after the many who came before them and before those to come. Lightly. Here is the time for the sayable. Here is its homeland. Speak and bear witness. More than ever, the things that we might experience are vanishing. For what crowds them out and replaces them is an imageless act. An act under a shell which easily cracks open as soon as the business inside outgrows it and seeks new limits. Between the hammers, our heart endures just as the tongue does between the teeth and, despite that, still is able to praise. Praise this world to the angel not the unsayable one. You can't impress him with glorious emotion in the universe where he feels more powerfully. You are a novice. So show him something simple which, formed over generations, lives as our own, near our hand and within our gaze. Tell him of things. He will stand... Astonished, as you stood by the rope-maker in Rome or the potter along the Nile. Show him how happy a thing can be, how innocent and ours. How even lamenting grief purely decides to take form. Serves as a thing or dies into a thing and blissfully escapes far beyond the violin. And these things which live by perishing, know you are praising them, transient. They look to us for deliverance, us, the most transient of all. They want us to change them, utterly, in our invisible heart, within Oh, endlessly within us, whoever we may be at last. Earth, isn't this what you want? To arise within us, invisible? Isn't it your dream to be wholly invisible someday? Oh, Earth, invisible. What, if not transformation, is your urgent command? Earth, my dearest, I will. Oh, believe me, you no longer need your springtimes to win me over. One of them, ah, even one, is already too much for my blood. Unspeakably, I have belonged to you from the first. You were always right. And your holiest inspiration is our intimate companion, Death. Look. I am living. On what? Neither childhood nor future grows any smaller. Superabundant being wells up in my heart.